What's up, everybody? Really appreciate you so much for tuning in. The name is Law Nation. And shout out to all other notification squad. Want y'all squad up for me and be sure to hit that like button and share this content. So, uh, this Demarcus Lawrence were, was pretty much cornered and he was asked, do he see the Cowboys closing the gap? On the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to tell you this. There were no gap. I get it. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl. They got a chance to play against the great Pat Mahomes. And they lost the Super Bowl. The first team in NFL history to score 35 points in the Super Bowl to lose. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, growth to their organization, franchise, and beyond, right? Shout out to them for getting all the way there to ultimately, you know, <laughs> taking care of that good ale. But if they want to walk around and say, hey, they are the kings of the NFC, then then let them have it, right? But the equivalency of saying that they are pretty much closing the gap because or they are beyond the Cowboys because they made it to the Super Bowl and the Cowboys haven't been there in 10,000 days is equivalent to saying that, yeah, just because the Bills in the 90s made it to four appearances of the Super Bowl, right, that they were, quote, unquote, better than the Steelers, right? Getting there is one thing, but winning it is everything. And that just the reality of it, Cowboys Nation. Now, granted, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, this draft season, uh, they drafted pretty well. Last season, they drafted pretty well. Name me a year that the Eagles or their fan base never said that they were not better than the Cowboys. Name me a year. You can go through the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. They always pride themselves of being the best in the NFC. And granted, when we start thinking about and talking about those things, the reality is that those things are not true. They just not. But, hey, if you want to have pride and if you want to have a good feeling about who and what your team is and what they achieve, and if you want to walk around and say yes, since 2000, they made it to 16 playoff games or won 16 playoff games, and they are the top of this division. Well, we, we can really say with the same notion that your ratio is one of the worst. It's one of the worst in this division. Now, granted, they, the Cowboys lost to the Philadelphia Eagles last season. They did. And they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, if you rewind from that time frame, in 2020 to the Philadelphia Eagles. 
What were the things that were in common when we lost to those Philadelphia Eagles? Can somebody, anybody in the chat, in the chat, can y'all let me know what was the common denominator when we lost to them? You know, <laughs> you know, Larry 210 says that ratio of winning a championship is one in 70 laughing my ass off. <laughs> No Dak, yes indeed. So granted, if we're talking about closing the gap or what have you, this was our posted on Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Against the number three defense in the National Football League, Cowboys Dak Prescott has completed 27 passing and 35 attempts for 347 yards and three touchdowns. And he threw an INT. I think it was a pick six, right? Against those Eagles. Dak has a passer rating of 98.9, 2,757 yards and 19 touchdowns and eight INTs and 11 all-time. So, you know, they are literally – they are literally looking up to this man. And I promise you, they better give that man, they better have given him something or given him something for Father's Day. They, be, they better did something for their daddy, right? <laughs> so that is the situation. Now, I don't blame my guy, Demarcus Lawrence, for making this statement. I, I don't blame him at all. I don't feel like it's a huge gap at all. He should have said that there's no gap. But they asked him a question, and I can't wait to find and pull the real and full audio of said question. But I'm going to tell y'all right now that when we think of Demarcus Lawrence, and we, he's, he's pretty much a tone setter. He's not going to beat you up for a stat category as it relates to sacks. He's not going to do all of the sack stuff for you. But in pivotal moments, in crucial plays, down and out distance. If you're trying to run on his side of the field, he's going to stop that. He's going to shut down the run. He's going to force a turnover right there at the goal line when you think you're about to score. He's going to punch you right in the mouth, right? Spleen, blood, pulling all out of your body. You know what I'm saying? So he brings that type of temperament to the game. And, and we appreciate him. We do. We, we do. We, we understand that. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott himself. The Eagles annihilator, right? We we can think about this with Dak Prescott switching over from D-Law. We can think about this with Dak Prescott. Our issue last season, playoff granted. The Niners snake bitten by them. If anybody want to talk about a true, true rivalry, you got to bring up the 49ers, unfortunately. You got to bring up the 49ers. And, and I'm going to say this right quick. When you think of the 49ers against us, D'Amico Ryans versus the Kelly Moore scheme and system. 
Can anybody tell me in the chat how to stop a quarters? How, how, do, how do you defend against quarters defense? Can somebody put that down in the chat? How do you defend quarters defense when they drop in six and seven in, in, into the uh, backfield there? Uh, Ryan Mitchell says run the ball. And my thing is, D'Amico Ryan, and, and I'm just going to bring this up, they rushed forward, they dropped, and they said, okay, we're going to do the exact same thing again against the Cowboys. We're going to play against their tendencies. We're going to force uh, pressure inside the middle. If Dak Prescott is flushed out, we're going to sit on routes. And on top of that, when Tony Pollard went down, you only had one guy, CD, so you can bracket cover him. And that's what they did. If, if, if anybody else was going to eat in that game, let them eat. If it's even going to be Dalton Schultz, then we got one of the better linebackers in the game by the name of Fred Warner, right? They got one of the better uh, linebacking cores last season as well, and they got willing safeties to come down and hit like Talano and all of those boys. So, yeah, it was difficult for us to beat the 49ers. But we hung 40 points. Did we hung 40 points on the Eagles last year? And they brought back Slade. Didn't they bring back Bradbury? I mean, what, what's going to change? Didn't they lose Hargrave? So somebody else is going to get 12 sacks. Do y'all foresee Jordan Davis getting 12? Shout out to you, Perez. With all due respect, man, why does Dak need credit for a nine-year span and nothing but Jalen has for, played for three years and made it to the Super Bowl. Isn't that Dak's fault? Isn't that Dak's fault? So <clears throat> are you willing to say that if you, had to, if you were to just pick up Jalen Hurts and put him on the Cowboys team, we would have made it to at least one Super Bowl. And if you pick up Dak Prescott and put him on the Eagles team, they would have still been the same. You are willing to say that in the last eight years, because there haven't been nine, but if you are willing to say that if the Eagles had Dak Prescott, put it like this, have we ever seen an argument so lopsided that everything points at one person, although they're 27 and 7 in the division. Can you imagine if, I ain't going to even lie to y'all, if the Giants had a quarterback that was 27 and 7 against us, we have no room to talk. If the Washington team had a quarterback that was 27 and 7, we would have no room to talk. If the Eagles literally, had a quarterback that was 27-7 and seven versus the NFC East, we would have no room to talk. But somehow the four-ladder, the three-ladder network will poison the minds of the people and say, hey, that ain't nothing, man. That ain't, that ain't SWAT. 27-7, and seven, hey, man, anybody can do that. Yet no one is doing that in this particular division. So what I'm saying here. Is that, yeah, Jalen Hurts last season, he had a phenomenal year. I'm not going to take that away from him. I think that he played remarkable. I think that A.J. Brown was good for him. I think that even uh, Smitty, 
He stepped up good for him. But those are the things that you're supposed to see when you have the, the three. They had Dallas Goldart, Smitty, and A.J. Brown. Those are good weapons for him. But if you were to say that he would have been able to do the same thing without A.J. Brown. If we pick up A.J. Brown and put Noah Brown in there and they would have did the same thing, then I said, yeah, dog, yeah, dog. Or if you would pick up A.J. Brown and said, you know what, we ain't going to move for A.J. Brown and kept Jalen Rhaegar, then we would have been like, yeah, dog. But that's the Cowboys' philosophy. Holly says, why when we say our chips in the 90s we are living in the past, but the Eagles fan, Lord Bronson, conveniently goes back a few years after that in 2000. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. I, I absolutely feel you. It's, it's called moving the goalposts. It's, called, it's literally called moving the goalposts. No, not that for anyone saying it so ain't. Yeah, shout out to you, Jim Laws. Here's here's what here shout out to you, Jim. Here's what and then <laughs> Jalen Hurts is 0-2 versus Dak Prescott, but that's neither here nor there. But what I'm gonna say here is here's the truth. When you are a quarterback for the America's team, right? And granted, you don't get a chance to make your own nickname, you're gonna get people to talk about you multiple times. All the time. And the, the the lie don't care about, about, about who said it, right? Christopher Columbus, he discovered America. Christopher Columbus, he discovered America. You know, indoctrination, okay, he discovered America. And so you sitting in class, and if you want to pass said class, you better say, yeah, Christopher Columbus, man, he discovered America. But if you sit back and say, nah, man, it was already people here and all that stuff, now people mad at you. People don't like the truth. But the narrative is, and when you start spitting false rhetoric, and then you have somebody that's above you and over you, Christopher Columbus discovered America. You're you going to have to bend and force to the rules of what said institution is trying to sell to you. And then you're going to say, yeah, 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 you're right. He discovered America. And then all of a sudden, when you get older in your age, you said, man, God, dog, man, shoot up. People are already here, man. Uh, hey, law, on my way to Vegas for the Cowboys reunion. Appreciate you, Brenda. Appreciate you so much. We, we appreciate you. Be safe out there now, you know. Ryan says a lot will travel around the world before the truth gets its pants on. You're right. You know. <laughs> And that is the reality. People will take people will take your success and ball it up and say it ain't nothing. People will take your success and ball it up and say it ain't nothing. They will make you feel intimidated from what you done in the past and say, hey, do it again. Oh, it wasn't you that did it, right? They will make you feel low. And it will, and when even when you're high, they will strip the power away from you and say that your five is not relevant. Your five that you want is not tangible. I don't like your five because it was done in the nineties. 
It was done many a moons ago. Oh, nobody on this team witnessed and experienced it, you know. But in actuality, there's no, there's no expiration date on it. But that's what they do. So, granted, winning in the big games, winning in the bigger moments, winning when it counts and winning when it matters. I've literally seen someone under a comment today say these things right here. They said, oh, well, Dak Prescott got Jason Garrett fired. Now Dak Prescott got Kellen Moore fired. Dak Prescott is the problem. Excuse me, but let me know what Jason Garrett done since he's been gone. And the jury is still out on my guy Kellen Moore. And I believe I believe in Kellen Moore to the extent that he was wet behind the ear and he had to go through some growing pains. He had to. That's the reality of it. We the only team organization and franchise that would take something and say, all right, we're going to go through the growing pains and we want the same results of what it been not through the growing pains. We want the results of winning the Super Bowl every year. Law, do you have any truth to this? And I haven't found a soul that's living that can out debate me with this. It was still Super Bowl or bust when we have Dave Campo here. It was still Super Bowl or bust when we had my guy Bill Parcells were here cleaning up the mess that he had to clean up from Dave Campo. He was here for three and a half years, went to the playoff at least two times for your mind. We were considered Super Bowl contenders with Wade Phillips, with Jason Garrett. Let me know if I'm lying. No other franchise and organization. And you will still have people to sit back and say, man, they got all of the weapons. They got all of these skill set. They got all of the talent. Literally all offseason, there's been only one team. They're not even talking about Tyreek Hill in the news. Can you imagine if Tyreek Hill played for the Cowboys? I mean, Molly would be crying right by now. They would have been coming like, oh, my gosh, man. Hey, man, whatever he did. I can't, I can't take life no more. How dare he? Just look up Tyreek Hill in the news, right? Oh, my goodness. Jack, was it, what's the kid that walked up into the airport with a loaded gun? Can you imagine if he had the silver and blue on? Ooh. Look, they wouldn't be talking about no submarine right about now. They would have been talking about that kid. What's his name? Jack Johnson. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, man, he had a machete, too. A bag of weed. Yeah, some uh, semi-automatics. They would start putting everything on that man. They would pull up his high school pictures. Come on, man. You know, let me know if I'm lying. They don't even talk about it. It's like he's, hey, man, you know, hey, stuff happens, you know. Holly, all of that running with the QB stuff will stop with Hurts because once teams pay a QB, they protect their investment. They're going to be trash. I feel you. <laughs> yes, his name is Jack. You know, they don't even talk about it. You know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> You know, they probably like, yeah, praise God, man. Right now, Zion Williams, like, let me send Jack some money, man. God, dog, I'm glad they ain't talking about Mariah no more. You know, you know, 
John Morant with a, with a with a uh, cigarette lighter that looked like a gun, and they talking about him, right? <laughs> but it is what it is. We could have had Mahomes and we lose the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is for my guy Jim Laws. Yes, indeed. If <clears throat> coaching do matter. Coaches matter the most. In a situation, they they pull and extract and get the most out of their players. They do. And I, I absolutely understand that in this moment, in this time, you got to sell views, got to show a little something, right, to get the views and everything going. But the reality of it, nobody beating down the door, beating down the, uh, the walls for Jason Garrett when he left. The Giants thought that they had something. They were literally saying, they were hoping and saying, like, at least we can see if he can get the Cowboys at least twice a year, and it didn't happen. <laughs> right? Oh, man, they pumped up Saquon. Y'all remember that? They pumped up Saquon Barkley like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's 0-6 versus the Cowboys. I think it's 0-7 now. They pumped up Daniel Jones like he was going to be the next coming of Eli Manning. He's 1-7 or 1-6 versus the Cowboys. But now all of a sudden to punish the critics, you know, Jones, he's better than Dak. Yeah, 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 Jones. Yeah, he's so much better than Dak. He can see. He's a leader of men. Even Jalen Smith was talking about, yeah, he prepares himself best, the best. Come on. (laughs) I can't make this stuff up, Cowboy Nation. Danny Penny's. Danny Penny's. (laughs) Yes, indeed. So I get all of that. And, And it is what it is. But I don't see, I don't foresee that there's a gap when you got a quarterback that's averaging, look it up, 35 points a game versus the Eagles. Write that down. He averaged 35 points a game since 2019. My, he averaged, let me say this again. Let me give him my doctor, Uma. He averaged 35 points a game versus the Eagles. He averaged 35 points a game versus the Eagles. Dak Prescott averaged 35 points a game. <laughs> okay, third and 30. <laughs> Great defenses by the Eagles. <laughs> and third, they were the third-ranked defense at the time. And uh, let me see, pull it up right there. Third-ranked defense at the time. But granted, I, I get it. You know, if when, when you are on the top of things, you're on the top of things, you're going to get everybody's best. Now, Granted, you know, uh, when I look back at the Eagles, what they did during the offseason, and objectively speaking, I like Jalen Carter, right? I I think the world of him. I thought that, you know, whatever transgressions he had going on at Georgia and, of course, someone lost their life and everything, he he went to a team whereas he won't get the scrutiny if he went to the Cowboys, right? That just being real. I I, I ain't going to lie to kick it to y'all. Um, Noah, Nolan Smith, he's pretty good. Bandy speedy off the edge, and he's going into a system that he don't even have to be asked to be the, the starter, right? Because from the Eagles community, they're looking at Hassan Reddick, 
in sweat uh, on the side on the outside. So I don't know if he's going to even get a chance or kick at it to play. But they might rotate him in. Tyler Steen, he was pretty good. Sidney Brown, he was in the middle place with me. But, hey, he's a scrappy young safety that, you know, he bench pressed 225, I think, 22 times, something like that. So that's pretty good. Keely Ringo, they better not put him on the field. <laughs> I don't even see him on the field because you got Slay and Bradbury on the outside. You can't kick him inside, and you for dogs sure don't want him at safety because stop and go, he don't have that yet. Tanner McKee probably have one of the better arms on that team. Then they got uh, a big boy down inside from, from the Longhorns. So I can give them this right here. I can give them this right here. They went and got DeAndre Swift, who we can all look back at and say health been an issue for him, but he ain't no Tony Pollard. Yeah, Scorpio said Tanner McKay, baby. <laughs> but what I'm going to say here, hear me out. Continuity is everything. And bringing in a new offense, a coordinator, on top of bringing in a new defensive coordinator, there's going to be some slow stuff, some some growing issues. But they don't see it yet. They on the Super Bowl high. But I'm going to tell you, going to the Super Bowl and ultimately losing the Super Bowl is hard to get back to the Super Bowl. I don't know what it feels like to lose in the Super Bowl, especially a Triple H day. But what I'm going to say this right here, is that the road ain't going to be easy for the Eagles. And the Cowboys, we ourselves, when we think about what we did this offseason, hold on, let me show Dak again. We went and got Mozzie, Schoonmaker, Overshawn, Junior Fihoko, Awesome Richards. We went and got Eric Scott. Deuce Vaughn, Jalen Brooks. Now, the historical data would tell us that normally we draft dogs. We do. We draft those guys that make a big impact, regardless of how you look at it. Barton, what is your profession? We do. And we do. And... I look at it from this perspective. Complementary situations. Mozzie, what that do for the, our particular defense. Help out Parsons. Oh, that's going to also help out DeMarcus. And we've seen uh, from the likes of it, this guy Overshaw. His ability. We've been playing big nickel anyway, right? In the future for the foresight, we can get a situation where as this may be J-Rock's contract year again, right? In-house replacement. Awesome Richards. Uh, okay, maybe we have to wait to training camp. He'll be next month. I'll see what he's going to do. Not going to put him into a category where he's going to be the next Terrence Steele or somebody. Uh, Junior Fihoko. I'm hearing good praises from him. They said that that brother is a brother that like to really get upfield and get things going the best way in the possible way for us. But when we look at all of these things, it may be Eric Scott 
that may be the next Bland. Because people, here, here's what people do. If Deron Bland played for any other team, nationally, they would have gave him credit. They would have said, man, this rookie from out of nowhere got five INTs. If Trayvon Diggs played for any team in the National Football League with 11 INTs nationally, they would have gave him praises when he did it his second year, right? Bland got five in his first year. He put five on it, right? Let me bring out something else. Y'all seeing how the tables turn. Before the end of the season last year, Stephon Gilmore was giving praises of being the seventh-ranked DB. Now, all of a sudden, since he put the silver and blue on, oh, man, he's old, man. He's long in the tooth. He ain't going to do anything long. He's terrible. And then when you look up the stats, the accolades, number one press cover corner in the National Football League and man-to-man defense. (laughs) Guess who's number four on zone coverage corner? Trayvon Diggs. Now you got your top five cornerback in both categories. So you can play off in his cover three. On Trayvon's side, he can see the quarterback. He can read the quarterback. He's playing off press. He can play that coverage, loose man or however. And now you got somebody that can bump and grind on the other side by the name of Gilmore. And it goes all the way back. And I'm not saying that Gilmore is Richard Sherman. Y'all can let me know which one is better, Richard Sherman or Stephon Gilmore. But And then, of course, you know, y'all can let me know which career was better. But let me know in the chat. But the nature of the cover three defense is you want one side to be pressed. And you want the other guy to be sitting in zone. You want that ability to have the safety to cheat down inside to create more pressure, to create the quarterback to get off his read. Bump and grind, pause, law. <laughs> Bump and grind, baby. Bump and grind, baby. Yeah, yeah. To me, both equal. It's hard to say which one is better in their primes, huh? And they prime, you know. I, I always like Gilmore. But prime Richard Sherman, he he. <laughs> Shoot, he he was that dude though, you know. He he was that guy that mentally take a he'll call he'll call a quarterback. Oh, that quarterback trash, man. He he he'll call a quarterback out. You know, Gilmore was more of the silent assassin, right? Yeah. Uh Stelios. Oh, so you you sent that to me, huh? You sent that to me, huh? Stelio, this is what you sent me. Appreciate you, Unc. Thank you so much. You sent this for me, right? I ain't going to take it right now. Although, you know, although it is what it is. I probably need some. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> both smart, both leaders of man, both play like grown man. Yeah, look, the Reaper, I ain't going to put one against the other then. <laughs> I ain't going to put one against the other. Um, I, 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 like, I like both of their tapes. I even like to leave when he – was a a plan, you know. I like I like DBs, you know. I like Darius Slay. I like what he he was doing uh for for the Eagles. 
I like even when we was uh, able to get him too on some plays. I do like I'm I'm more of a DB guy. It's just me. I do like uh, Trayvon Diggs too. I think that Trayvon Diggs is on his way. There's a lot of DBs that I like that that's even on the team. I I, I like Emmanuel uh, Forbes, so I'm gonna see what he's gonna do for the Washington team. You know, um, I like Deron Bland's tape too. Chase Blood says uh, people hate, but Dak is the best QB in this Dallas since since Aikman. Yeah, and I like Sauce too. Yeah, the Reaper. Uh, Chase on the Facebook page. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think that I think that what will end it all will be us ultimately winning the Super Bowl. Going to it is not going to be enough. Uh, I know some people throw out NFC Championship game, get that, but you know you got to win the Super Bowl. That's the only way. That's the only way. I got a split, man. Uh, I thought I was just jump live with you guys um, for a quick minute here and talk about these things. But but, but just keep in mind, the gap, there is no gap, in my opinion. There's no gap. There's no gap at all. I thank everybody, man. I really appreciate y'all for sharing and caring and, uh, and, and helping the nation grow. Maybe tomorrow we'll be back at original schedule. Keep things in perspective. This is the offseason, so keep your notifications on. You never know when we go live. Uh, we'll try to open up the phone lines and things like that. We're working on some big deals for the future. And y'all know how that goes, Cowboy Nation. Y'all know how it goes. One day at a time, one movement at a time. But there's no gap. There's no gap at all, Cowboy Nation. Uh, be sure, be sure. Play that new Philly drop law. Hey, VIP, I'm going to have it saved and stored in for the next time. That's my time, Cowboy Nation. I got to bounce like a basketball. Sacrifice. <laughs> Get on up out of here. Shout out to your Uncle Charles. D.C. for life.